Ion 2020, episode 15. Thank you for joining me on the Eye on 2020 podcast. My name is Ray Eaton, and I will be your host as we move towards November of 2020. I plan to do all the research on these presidential candidates so you don't have to. So if you like politics, enjoy, because if 2020 is anything like 2016, we are in for a treat. Oh, and did I mention I'm a libertarian through and through? Welcome to another exciting episode of Eye on 2020. I am Ray Eaton and I am your host of Eye on 2020, your source for all of the news events and everything that's going to be going on leading up to the 2020 elections. I certainly do appreciate all of my listeners and all of you joining me today. I'm on episode 15, very exciting. I'm glad to be here with you today and I'm glad that you tuned in your ears to listen to a little bit about what I have to say with regards to some of the events that I found uh, leading up to the 2020 elections. Um, the, the last couple of weeks, I've just been kind of putting together a few ideas and just showing you guys some of the candidates that have announced and so forth, but I'm starting to get into some, you know, thinking about these, you know, the, the elections that are coming up and so forth. And one of the things that I was thinking about today was the um, the people that are the establishment people that are in Washington are really at, at odds with Donald Trump, as everyone knows. You have the the news cycle is completely negative towards Donald Trump, whether you like him or hate him. That's just the way it is. Um, he's also he's a very polarizing figure. <clears throat> people. People seem to, you know, he has he has his followers, I've said this before, he has his followers that are diehard Trump supporters, but then you also have the establishment. He's not an establishment guy. Uh, he, he ran on the idea of draining the swamp, whether you think he did or not. Uh, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. What I'm ma- mostly talking about today is that he's not an establishment guy, and, he, and he's, he's kind of changed the way politics is done. <clears throat> that's a good thing. In my mind, I've always thought that that's a good thing in some ways, but you know he is one of those people that's lead, that's using his power for negative for negative issues as well. So that's a bad thing. Anytime anyone uses their power for any reason against another person, I think that's a bad thing. And we've had some. Um, it's just been it's just been a different kind of of presidency, I think, which um, is exciting. I guess if you're watching the news, I don't follow the news. On a day to, on a on the day to day too much, I don't like to get into all of this uh, the controversies that are going on. I don't really pay too too much attention to the Russia Gate scandal. I don't pay attention to all of those day to day things because I think that the that the that the news media is just going after the guy for some really stupid things when they could go over go after him for some uh, legitimate like very legitimate reasons as well. But this Russia Gate thing, um, you know, I mean. The hackers hacked the Democratic National Convention, I guess, or na- National Committee, and then I think that led into the whole RussiaGate scandal and so forth. And is Trump working for Russia or whatever? 
I don't think that that's the case. But he's been a very unconventional president, and the establishment has been challenging him at the national level. So people like Lindsey Graham, senators, Republican senators, have been challenging him pretty hard. Democrats just hate the guy. There's complete division within all of Washington. And our, you know, I heard someone say today that the empire is on its way down. That the American empire is on its way down because of all the all of the division. It's not government's just not working the way it should, is what somebody said. <clears throat> and on the national level, I think the reason why it's at that level where it's not working the way it should is because the government is just doing way too much. So when the government has its hands in so many different things on every aspect of our lives, especially, I mean, since they took over, you know, mandating medical insurance and things like that, like, they're just trying to get into everything. And now you have candidates saying that we need Medicaid or Medicare for all. And this government is just getting its hands into so much. So it just causes so much division because there's so many people that are vying for the power that's out there. There's every lobbyist in the world is just trying to get their way because there's so much money that can be handed out at that national level. So here we are, we're the American people, people that are listening to this show, we are the American people, uh, we're the people that have to live in this country, and you have just this polarized government that's up there just trying to, you know, make everything a political issue. And it's terrible, absolutely terrible. As a libertarian, I've always thought that if there is a government, you should have very limited government because with less money to hand out, with less money that's going out to, you know, or with less people, without, with with less money that the government is able to hand out, there'll be less people that are vying to get that money. So you'll have less lobbyists. For example, anytime you have the government get its hands on anything, let's say the government got its hands in planting trees, and the government was going to be the sole planter of trees. Well, somebody's going to plant those trees. Somebody is going to be contracted to go plant those trees. So they're, they're going to have lobbyists for the Tree Planters Association that are up there trying to make sure that their guys get the, the, the tree planting contracts. Well, who's going to, you know, get those, who's going to start growing those trees? Who's going to be, what greenhouse is going to get those contracts and so forth? There's just going to be somebody that's going to be trying to get that money from the government constantly. So, I mean, so then at that point we have the Congress people who are the people that write those bills that are going to be divvying up that money and they're going to all be on the take. So when you have a government that's doing so much, that has its hands in so many things, that has its hands in every country in this in this world on on our planet, when you have our that's in every nook and cranny of the U.S. economy. There's going to be things that you know. There's there's going to be just pure division that comes out of that. And uh, Donald Trump kind of stirred up that hornet's or stirred up stirred that hornet's nest a little bit in Washington and put them all on their edge that maybe things are going to change. Supposedly, I mean, I think his followers think that things are so much better than they were two years ago, which I don't think that there's been that much change going on in the last two years. So I can't say that that's the case. But his government or his followers have this huge or this idea that 
everything's so great now that Donald Trump's president and everything else. But there's a lot of people that complain about this as well. Complain about what's going on. So there's just pure division up there. And it's it's caused because of the fact that the government has its hands in so much that, you know, so many parts of our daily lives. There's so much, there's so many dollars out there that are being, that are, people are up there trying to get their hands on that is causing the Democrats to have to stand their ground on one thing, the Republicans to have to stand their ground on another thing and so forth. And then you have Donald Trump, who is kind of, you know, the outsider up there that's doing things his way. And we just, I mean, we just have this divided government. So my point is this, these people are trying to get him out. It's just, you know, you know, the Lindsey Graham's out there, the world that they don't want, you know, somebody that's not establishment in there. He's because they don't want someone that's going to speak against the wars, against the industrial, the, the military industrial complex, the military spending that goes on, which Donald Trump is not a non-military spending guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because he's the one that wants to build up our military and make more nuclear bombs and all this stuff. So those are negatives on his part. But he is trying to pull out of Syria. He's trying to pull out of some of the foreign interventions that we have, bring the troops home, things like that. And those are good things. And the the uh, the establishment doesn't want that. They absolutely don't want that. And he's so he's disrupting he's disrupting the status quo, which is a good thing in my mind on that on that count. But that Republican establishment, the Warhawk establishment, they don't want him there. So my point today is this, or my point in the episode today is this: Is the Republican establishment going to run somebody who's going to stick to their rules? stick to their plan against Donald Trump, maybe as an independent? Will they push somebody that's a very centrist, war hawk type person on the Democratic side? Will they will try to support that person as well as an independent that's a Republican independent or a Republican-leaning independent, an establishment independent candidate? Will they push that person to run against Donald Trump, as well as try to get a more centrist Democrat, like a Hillary Clinton-type Democrat, into office, will they, will they push those presidencies so that Donald Trump will lose a lot of the Republican base to the independent, which may cause that Democratic centrist to get elected, and then we're right back to being you know, right back to 2016, everything's going smooth in Washington. Spending isn't questioned. Is that something that's going to happen? That's what I want to talk about today. So I came up with that theory because I was reading this article just now, and it says, advisors to former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz are looking at him running as an independent for president in 2020. And then the, it's by Michael Scherer, and it's out of the Washington Post. And this was this article was written on January 18th. Advisors to Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz have been exploring the possibility of launching an independent bid for the White House in 2020, according to two people who have been informed 
of the discussions. The entry of a high-profile billionaire Democrat outside the traditional party structure would add an unpredictable dynamic to the increasingly sprawling campaign to deny Trump a second term. And that's the highlight of that. The increasingly sprawling campaign to deny President Trump a second term. So a lot of people, Democrats, independents, and so forth, are trying to deny Trump a second term. So how far will they take that? That's where I'm. That's what I'm getting at. How far are they willing to take that? Will there be, I guess you could say, a conspiracy against Donald Trump from the independent side? Get a Democrat or get a strong Democrat that's a centrist Democrat and they're not a Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders will be a disruptor as well. Somebody that is just an establishment Democrat. Somebody like a Joe Biden. Somebody like a Hillary Clinton. Get that person to become the Democratic nominee for president. They win, they win the primaries. And then get a strong independent that would draw some of the Trump voters away. Some of those Republicans. Get in there with somebody like a Ross Perot in 1992 that's going to draw a lot of people away from the Republicans, but not take as many from the Democratic side and get get the, get those votes, right? I think that that's something that can happen. Uh, so let me move forward with the, this particular article. Trump's opponents, and opponents, including many Democratic strategists, have expressed concerns that a serious three-way race in November would divide the Democratic vote in a way that helps Trump win re-election either directly by denying Democrat states they would otherwise have won or by shifting the ultimate decision to the U.S. House. Former U.S. Governor, or Ohio Governor, John Kasich, a 2016 Republican candidate for president, is also looking at the possibility of running as an independent candidate. Neither Kasich nor Schultz have settled on a decision. So if you get a Schultz who can draw a lot of Democrats away from a Democratic candidate, then that would be beneficial to Donald Trump. But if you get a Kasich to run, and he can put together a, a coalition that's going to get Republicans to move away from Donald Trump, then that would be bad for Trump and good for the Democratic candidate. Because we all know that we run, live in a two-party system. You have Democrats and Republicans. They are the only ones that are ever going to get elected to office in the world that we live in right now, unless something major changes. And then you're always going to have a libertarian out there that'll... I think the libertarians will pull from Democrats and Republicans pretty evenly in some ways. So you're going to have... But if you could find that independent candidate, that's going to be... If it's a Republican candidate that runs as an independent, it's going to pull away from Donald Trump in some ways. So that's what I'm getting at. That's where I came up with that theory is that maybe... There's going to be some sort of conspiracy to pull away votes from Trump. And that would ensure a nice centrist candidate for the Democrats. Now, there's no guarantee, though, that we're going to have a centrist candidate from the Democrats. And the reason why I say this is because Bernie Sanders was a strong candidate in 2016 against Hillary. I mean, they had to take it from him. They had to take the election from Bernie Sanders. The... Democratic National Committee had to conspire against Bernie Sanders in 2016. So you you have a huge amount of people that want 
on the Democratic side specifically, you want that want like a socialist leaning candidate to run for president and be the Democratic nominee. That's 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 goes without saying that that's the case. And you have a lot of people on the Democratic side now that are lining up that have a that have a very strong leaning towards a socialist style government, a European socialist style government. So it will be hard for a centrist Democrat to get elected. I'm sure about that. They're going to move further to the left than they normally would. And then they always have to seem to move towards the right when they start running in the general election. But when they're running as Democrats, when they're running in the primary, you're going to have some challenges as a centrist Democrat. But if you could get somebody like a Hillary Clinton or a Joe Biden that have big names, you might they they might end up winning that. I mean, they might winning win that nomination. Who knows? I don't know that Hillary Clinton. She's still going to have all the baggage that she's always had. So that's not somebody that I don't. I don't think that she'll be that person. But a Joe Biden just might do it. So he could get that those blue collar workers, and then if he can pull some of those blue collar workers, and then the John Kasich can pull some of those Republicans away, you get a Joe Biden as president right back to the status quo again and i think that that's what they want they want that pendulum pendulum to switch switch right back to where it was in 2015 before donald or in 2016 before donald trump so okay going on with this article anyone thinking of running for president as an independent would have to think really hard about splitting the anti-incumbent anti-trump vote and just playing the spoiler role and re-electing Trump, said Howard Wolfson, a strategist for Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. He now advises former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who is considering his own presidential campaign as a Democrat. I think that would be a terrible legacy for anyone to leave, Wolfson said. Washington State Democratic Party Chair Tina Pudlowski issued a statement Friday calling on Schultz to give up any consideration of an independent run. I have two words for Howard Schultz on a potential run for president as an independent. Just don't, she said in a statement. Too much is at stake to make this about the ambitions of any one person. So these people are total. they, they think that this is the most important election of their lifetime. But isn't that what politicians always say? It's always the most important election of our lifetimes, right? In 2020, predictably so. They will be saying it again. It's the most important election of our lifetime. So, and that's especially the Democrats, they're really going to be thinking that this is the most important because we got to get they got to get Donald Trump out of there. They can't have somebody that is going to um, do what he does. And he, I mean, and what he does is he's an outspoken person, and he's willing to say what he's thinking and 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 do what he's thinking, and that's it. Um, He's and he and to be honest, he's willing to use the power of the government. He's willing to use that power for the ben- uh, I guess for good and bad. I guess you can say he's willing to use that club and uh, good in the sense of hey, I'm willing to pull out of Syria, right? Bad in the sense of you know I'm going to put tariffs on China or do whatever. He's willing to take. Any, he's willing to take any tactic that he can. I'm going to build a border wall against the Constitution. Things like that. I'm just going to do it, and and you can try to stop me. And, that, and that's how he is. So, 
Schultz has, and so moving on, Schultz has a net worth of about $3.3 billion and describes himself as a lifelong Democrat, has not said publicly whether he will mount a presidential campaign, and has kept open the option of running as a Democrat. So that's a likely scenario for him as well, to run as a Democrat. He will begin a national book tour January 28th for a memoir that describes his personal journey to reimagine the promise of America. Oh, God. So we're going to... He has a book tour that he's going to talk about reimagining the promise of America. So, going on. Schultz's personal office did not respond Friday to a request for comment from the from the writer of this article. In all but two U.S. elections, candidates have won the presidency by earning a majority of electoral college votes, but the entry of a credible independent candidate could scramble those calculations by denying anyone an outright victory. If no candidate wins 270 or more votes, the victory would be decided by the House in a contingent election. With each state delegation getting one ballot, the Senate would decide who becomes vice president. Much outcome, such outcomes are historically rare, last occurring in 1824. So maybe what they're trying to do is get the House to determine who's going to be the president. And if it was the House, then you're looking at a Democrat. So uh, maybe that's maybe that's the end end game goal as well. Who knows? I just know that from my standpoint, looking at it, that would be the ideal outcome to get a nice middle of the road type person into the White House and get rid of Donald Trump because they are really going to fight against this guy. And honestly, I think if they fight against this guy too much, all it does is stir up his base even more. And uh, those people will get out the get out that vote even more. It's like whenever you whenever you really fight hard against something and then it gets pushed back even harder. Um, I think that that's just I, I think that his base is really loyal to this guy. So I think that the more they push, the the better it'll be for them. Or better, better it'll be for Donald Trump. So I don't think that that maybe is a good strategy as well. If there's a conspiracy against him, it may not be a good, you know, it might not be a good thing to get his voters to, you know, move away from him and vote for like a Kasich or something like that. Because most people, when they go to the polls, they're they just they're just voting for the lesser of two evils. I read this in an article the other day, and they said that right now you could run Donald Trump against anybody, and they might. Or they might, or you could run Donald Trump against a theoretical Democrat, and the Democrat might win. But in the reality, when it really comes down to it, people are voting for other people. So they're not voting for a Democrat or Republican, they're voting for the lesser of two evils a lot of times. And you might think to yourself, maybe what where we're at now is the lesser of two evils. At least we know that Donald Trump's going to be a little bit crazy here and there, right? So that might be what people think going into the ballot or going into the polls in 2020 who knows but my point is would the very cons- the, the point of this uh podcast today is there going to be conspiracy against donald trump and have somebody run that's a centrist as a democrat and then get somebody that's a strong you know republican that might pull away some of donald trump's votes and run that person as an independent just to get back to the status quo. I think that's a possibility, but who knows? I guess we'll find out. And that's the exciting thing about the 2020 elections. And like I've said before, 
If 2020 is anything like 2016, we're in for a treat. So this should be fun to watch. Let me wrap up by saying thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to Ion 2020. My name is Ray Eaton. I am your host. I hope that you will like my podcast. I hope that you'll share my podcast. Uh, go ahead and rate it, review it on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, all of the podcatchers that you could pretty much think of right now. Google Play and everything. So I appreciate all of my listeners. I appreciate you uh, tuning in today to listen to all the things I have to say regarding uh, this possible conspiracy. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll know more as we go forward with the 2020 elections, but I think it's exciting to know that, uh, that all possibilities are out there. And thank you so much for listening to Ion 2020. You have a great day, and keep your eyes on 2020.